Pete King. Good morning, Peter. Hey, Sid, it's great to be with you. And most important, congratulations to Gabe. That's great that the team won the game. Oh, and also to you, number one, I tell you, I really got to be, I really kiss up to you now. You're the man. God, you're like <laughs> the truest king. No, I know. I'm not going to give out the numbers because it's a very sensitive issue because if you don't say it correctly to the letter, Nielsen seems to get upset. But the number I put up again was just, it was outrageous, Pete. I mean, outrageous. Uh, like I said, doubling almost every show, tripling some of the bigger names. And the reason why is, quite frankly, besides me, people like you. You come on this show. You're a, people love you. You're a huge name. Uh, you show up uh, when you're supposed to show up. And on Friday night last year, you threw out that first pitch. And I know you're there at least once a year down in Brooklyn at that beautiful wall our mutual friend Sal built. Tell the folks. Sal is a great guy. He is a great guy. Tell the folks about what's going on with us in Brooklyn on Friday night. Yeah, every year they honor, you know, people from 9-11. And uh, the wall is there. And this year they're going to honor the FDNY and NYPD chaplains who really do a great job. And they had, you know, being a chaplain can always be difficult, but especially now. Since 9-11, uh, there have been different psychological reactions. People have gone through, uh, you know, bouts of depression and anxiety. And the chaplains have been there. And I know Curtis likes to take shot at him, shots at him, but uh, Rabbi Patezic does a great job. Uh, you know, Rabbi uh, uh, Senior Romano, we can go through the list. I mean, they, they do a terrific job. And, you know, they're being honored and, uh, you know, really justifiably so. Curtis actually stuck up you in a big way this morning and gave you credit because, I don't know if you heard, but uh, I think you did. Jen Harrison called in on the six o'clock hour, and yeah, yeah you heard it. She, you know, the Mrs. Uh, Victor, Miss Victims, right there, and uh, she was talking about her back and forth Twitter conversation with that idiot Chris Cuomo when Andrew's name came up, and Curtis said, "You know, Pete King, he, you know, he really did a great thing for Long Island because when Andrew Cuomo was calling ice guys thugs and telling cops on Long Island don't deal with those guys." The cops decided, screw you, basically, we're going to do it on our own. And you were the guy, Pete King, I guess. That was a pretty big part of that. Is that true? Yeah, I, I was working actually with the uh, uh, then police commissioner in Suffolk County, Tim Seney, and Nassau Commissioner Pat Ryder. And uh, I went to the White House and the Justice Department. And President Trump came in twice, which is really unusual. Come in twice for non-political reasons. There was no fundraising going on. It was strictly to really keep the war going strong against MS-13. And he dramatically increased the number of ICE agents, Homeland Security, uh, U.S. attorneys uh, to uh, prosecute cases out there in the courthouse. And he also gave tremendous amounts of equipment, technology, to the Suffolk County and Esther County police to really crack down on uh, MS-13. And probably the main thing he did above all, apart from uh, you know the actual practicalities, he sent the word to the federal establishment that, it was num- priority number one to get MS-13. It really put the fear of God into them. We had had 25 murders in 18 months before President Trump got involved. As far as I know, and I've tried to follow this carefully, since then, in that area, there's not been one MS-13 murder. And, uh, again, they're in jail. They're on the run. They're hiding out. They can still be there, but they're underground right now. We have to keep them underground. If they do put their heads up, grab them right away. But that you know, tremendous credit there goes to President Trump for going in there. I was proud to be with him. I mean, coming in on Air Force One, we went right to the uh, belly of the beast, in the, right out there in the heart of MS-13 area of Brentwood. Then we went to uh, the next year to the Morelli Institute in Nassau County, just making it clear that, again, he was going to do all he could, get the full resources of the federal government to crush MS-13. 
and working with the Suffolk County Police, Nassau County Police, ICE, uh, again, HHS, all of them just did a tremendous job. And I remember that State of the Union address, maybe his first, when he had the families uh, of people who were murdered by MS-13 victims. So while we're giving President Trump his deserved and due credit for doing that, the conversation really started with the former governor who uh, was calling ICE agents thugs. So we, we got to give the credit to President Trump. Certainly no credit goes to the former governor. Is that fair? Yeah, it is, because, again, whether it was uh, Governor Cuomo, whether it was de Blasio, I mean, they were just on constantly attacking ICE. ICE was doing God's work. They were in there, and also Homeland Security itself. Uh, they were they're doing a tremendous job uh, trying, to, trying to do a good job. And yet whenever they did it, they were being uh, downgraded by, by the governor, by, by the mayor. And that's all changed now. Again, President Trump got it started. Also, there's a great sheriff in uh, Suffolk County, Errol Toulon, a Democrat, who actually uh, works so closely with the Homeland Security. And, of course, we have that Nassau County. So, no, and the uh, new DA in Suffolk County, Ray Tierney, is doing a great job. I mean, so they're really, uh, and again, and Donnelly and Nassau, but it's a full-court press, which was not there before, and you can't be attacking. You can't be undermining such a main force that was going after them the way it was done. So, I, again, I, I give uh, the president credit and also local law enforcement tremendous amounts of credit. This is uh, my friend Peter King, congressman, on uh, Wednesday, every Wednesday, either 840 or 740, TBD, to be determined. Hey, uh, the last couple of times you've been on, uh, you and I, who both became friendly with Eric Adams despite getting yelled at, you and I took a beating for that, like you take a beating for criticizing Trump. We don't care. That's what makes you and I great. Uh, but uh, the last couple of times you've been on, you and I have kind of gone the other way on Adams. I haven't changed that yet. I know he was out there yesterday again talking about the national government. At one point, he went after the governor, but he took it right back in this issue with the migrants, nearly 83,000 large now. And Curtis this morning actually released some very, very powerful information about two places in Queens, one a big synagogue, which may turn out to be, will turn out to be, these migrant centers. How are you feeling this week about the mayor, Eric Adams? No, I'm, I'm disappointed. Listen, I want him to succeed. I think he's a nice guy. Any dealings I've had with him have been pleasant. I think that he said a lot of the right things. I give him credit for standing up to the Democrats on a number of issues, but he doesn't follow through. And we have to follow through. Uh, again, let the police do their job on immigration. You can't be complaining, which he is. He has a right to complain. But it's hard to complain about the federal government. You're having people welcome the uh, illegal immigrants coming into the Port Authority. I mean, they're being welcomed. They're being wined and dined. They're being put up in hotels. And so such a mixed signal is being set. So he's got to be more more precise in criticizing President Biden, criticizing the federal government, criticizing the governor. And also, as you were saying, start the process of ending New York being a sanctuary city. It's gone far beyond what anyone ever anticipated in the beginning. And, again, it, it is uh, uh, Noam was saying, yeah, it can take a while to do it, but you get the process started, and it sends a signal. It sends a signal that New York is no longer going to be subject you know, to invasion. And, again, these could be good people coming in. The fact is we're not in a position to handle 40, 50, 60,000 illegal immigrants coming into New York. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to the city. And at a time when we're trying to bring in tourism, trying to bring people back to offices in New York, returning over main hotels like, you know, uh, like the Roosevelt's, you know, turning it into a sanctuary for all these uh, – uh, immigrants, it's uh, again, it's a, it's the wrong signal, and the city's getting worse. It really is. There's no doubt about it. 
you, know, you talk to people in the police department, they will tell you. And that was also one of the turning points for me. And let me emphasize, Keyshawn Sewell has never said a word to me, critical of the mayor or anything about you know, the job that she had to do. But when, when she was, in effect, pushed out the way she was, she left on her own, but she just couldn't do the job. That's why I read it, because the restrictions were being put there from City Hall. That, to me, was a turning point that the mayor was not as serious as he should be, not willing to follow through to fight crime. Well, it's fair. Listen, she was uh, she would have been great, great lady, tough lady. Uh, she had the potential to be one of the great police commissioners, and she's gone. And I think your read is right. We've all got the same read here because Adams and Banks, basically, she's a woman, but basically cut her balls off. And uh, that ain't going to work with a lady like her, so good for her. Uh, today, Joe Biden is going to meet with your friend Zelensky in Lithuania. They've been having these uh, these meetings, of course. And uh, NATO came into the discussion yesterday. Ukraine wanted to be put in the group, NATO, and uh, it took about three seconds for them to say no. What are your thoughts on Ukraine wanting to join the group, and do you think they should be eventually let in? I think eventually they should be. I don't think it would be appropriate to do it now. I don't think Zelensky expected to be coming in now. I think he, was, he expected to get some sort of invite to the future. But then Biden, the way Biden expressed it, uh, it made it sound like he was almost like anti-Ukraine. Again, it's a mixed signal. If he's going to support Ukraine, he should be saying good things about them. If, he, if his criticism make it behind the scenes. But the way he sort of just you know, wrote off, uh, even uh, the other NATO leaders, they were not going to have uh, uh, Ukraine come into NATO now. But I think they were going to give like a soft landing or they were going to ease it, not do it in the harsh way that Biden did. Also, in doing that, Biden is talking about Ukraine doesn't have the weapons. We don't have the weapons. The last thing you do is tell the enemy you know, yeah. when you shot something, John. I mean, it's just, uh, again, he, he, it's like one step forward, you know, two steps backward all the time with Biden. One more. Christopher Ray is on the Hill today getting grilled again. And, uh, well, today, I should say. And anybody uh, that I talk to, very anecdotal, thinks that Christopher Ray uh, should be fired, that he is a part of this whole corrupt DOJ, that he's no better than Comey or Brennan, uh, CIA folks, FBI folks, and he's at the very top, and it's a major, major issue. What do you think about Christopher Ray? Yeah, I, I think he's failed. Uh, I don't blame him for the situation that was there when he came in, but it's his job to get rid of it. And I don't think he's been tough enough in, in rooting out that uh, woke culture that's set in at the top levels of the FBI. My dealings with the FBI over the years, the FBI agents are great. Most of their leaders have been great. Certainly all the ones we've had here in New York have been great to work with. But at the national level, people like Comey and that whole crowd that was up at the top, uh, stroke, all of them, they were just uh, – and, again, Comey was the one guy who fooled everybody because he, he always came across as, you know, the nice guy, the tough guy, the guy who was going to get the job done. And he was as much a part of that whole movement to uh, get Donald Trump out of office on phony charges involving Russia. But, again, the people are still in place, and a lot of the practices are still in place. And Ray has been too much of an apologist for them. they got a clean house at the FBI, top levels. Now, did you tell me that Friday night, once again, come, come join me and my son Gabriel and Peter King and Rosemary and Peter's uh, grandson Jack is going to be there? And, of course, the great and lovely Melissa Zim. Did you tell me that's going to be Bartolo Cologne night? I saw that in the paper that Bartolo <laughs> Colon is going to be there that night also. So uh, I so love him. Two, two superstars, Sid Rosenberg and Bartolo <laughs> Colon. Make it three, Peter. Sid Rosenberg, Bartolo Colon, and you. And uh, we should do what we did last year, make it like a tradition, go to Gaudulio's for dinner afterwards, okay? 
Can't beat that. That is great. Looking forward to it. Uh, me too. Great, great, great job this morning, Peter. I'll see you on Friday. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. You're the best. Peter King, ladies and gentlemen. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.